Do it this way? Yeah. Oh. We pop out at your party. I'm with the gang, and it's gonna be a robbery. So tuck your chain. I'm a killer, girl. I'm sorry, but I can't change. We ain't aiming for your body. Shots hit your brain. We come from poverty, man. We ain't have a thing. It's a lot of animosity, but they won't say my name. Them killers rock with me, little don't get banged. Cause they'll do that job for me while I hop on the plane. She don't like her body, left the doctor with a new shape. Blowing up my phone, cause she just seen me with my new bae. Heartbreaker ladies love me like I'm Cool J. She was trying to cling on to a but it's too late. Booked the flight to Cali Rocks and Condoms. What's up, sitters? This is Chris Martinez, along with Joey Edge. What's happening? And Bradford Douglas. Hey, guys, we changed things up. <laughs> just a little roll. And we are front porch sitting. Hey, uh, we just had to switch it up a little bit. Episode 100 in the building, Century Club. The big one zero zero. Wilt big Chamberlain, baby. One double O. Hanging um, out with Wilt the Stilt. I like that. Is no, that we're not hanging out with him. We were not. We were not hanging out with would that guy. Never. He's does not. His lifestyle is not conducive to mine. No, sir. No, <laughs> um, sir. It is not. <laughs> we are. We are accompanied though with Mister Zach Essenship, who's fried up some unbelievable uh, quail straight yes, out the field for us, and uh, also Trey Lee, who's going to take part in uh, eating these quail. So, boys. What do we have tonight? Well, Bradford? We have the Super Bowl because Mr. Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl. Mm. Uh, we already said the other week, stop the goat talk, but if that didn't stop you, seriously, stop the goat talk. Yeah, put some respect on that man's name. Yeah, for real. Um, Mark Cuban kind of looks like a jerk right now. We can touch on that for just a moment. Yeah, we'll... Uh... <laughs> some strong opinions in this room, I believe. Yes, sir, there are. And uh, also... ACC basketball, some of the blue chip programs are not looking so good. I think you could just say across the country, right? Like the 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 blue bloods are the blue, even Kansas. Kansas, Kansas isn't looking Kentucky. great right now. Kentucky, yeah. ACC programs also all, all yeah, of them. North really. Carolina, Duke looks bad. Yeah. Wide open right now. Yes, sir. You know who looks pretty good in the ACC though? The Florida State Seminoles. Hey, hey, I like it. They haven't played in a month, Brad. Leave Don't us. care. They still have a winning record. <laughs> Leave <laughs> us alone. But first. As always, go see John Woodley because he's been our uh, sponsor for about 80, 90 episodes, but they've been the best gun store for way longer than that. They are the premier gun store in the South, and you should go see them. And Joey, after you finish munching on that quail, do you want to give them the number? <laughs> yes, sir. I, I, um, I'm always ready. 386-243-8587. Or you can go visit jwweaponry.com, and they, uh, they have everything on there as well. It's a beautiful site, really. Yeah, most certainly. Uh, guys, go see John and the, and the folks over there. Hey, we, you know, we, we thought about, we got kicked around some ideas of what we're going to do here for the 100th episode. Um, whether we want to get like a big name guest or whether we wanted to um, run like a, like a ring of guests, like have four or five people on. We ultimately landed on this. Like we're kind of original to us and who we are. And we just kind of wanted to kick it old school, kind of where we started. We are appreciative as, as can be for all of you still listening with us after this time. Um, we just want to kind of keep it classic here uh, on the on the front porch tonight, and just go us three with our friends that we normally hang out with. Shane just left. Um, Anthony's coming later. Just the original crew. We're gonna talk it kind of how we started. That's right. I agree with that. Um, except we're not screaming into uh, iPad, uh, old iPad at that, um, like we did that first episode that I don't even think is on on SoundCloud, which is really unfortunate. Somehow or another, <clears throat> I had my phone. We were riding dirt roads the other day. And I had my phone just on Thanks shuffle. For the invite. You you don't ever hang out, man. Yeah, I don't even try that. Yeah, I'm not. We're not doing that. When's the last time you asked? I'm not giving this any more credence, sir. Like three I hung out at the Super Bowl. We hung out all day at the, the, the on Sunday. For that the was Super Bowl. That was yeah. true. You Jordan did cook some great wings. So the next time we go riding, I'll invite you. And Thank when you, you. say That's no, I'm and when you say no, I'm gonna document it. I'll screenshot it, send it from the front porch, and say, hey, I tried. Okay. That's all I ask. Thank Anyhow, you. Anyhow, shuffling like songs. Somehow or another, the podcast episode is a song in my phone. Huh. And, and I was like, wait, what is this? I didn't switch the podcast app. Episode one? <laughs> yeah, the first Ooh. one where we're sitting around yelling into an iPad. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as you'd think. It was awkward, but it wasn't as bad. We've, we've gotten a lot better, but it wasn't, well, as, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> as bad as you would think. Um, but no, on a serious note, man, we are super, super appreciative of all you guys listening. Um, Kind of like we've we've talked about it, but I'm sure we have new listeners from here and there. But kind of started like the the origin of this. But just kind of started. We just kind of kicked around the idea of all hanging out a little bit more, right? Talking sports and, and then recording it because why not? Yeah, why not? Right? We do it weekly. See where it goes. 
And damn it, a hundred episodes later, not missing. A, we only, I think we do we miss one week. I don't think we've missed a week. Yeah, we've never missed a week. Never missed. Oh yeah, because I re- I recorded remotely. Uh huh. From uh, not from Tahoe. We did it before, but from uh, South Carolina. Right. I was on my honeymoon. Hillary, yep. Right? I missed I missed Hillary a week head, with yep. COVID, and you missed a week on your honeymoon. Yeah. No, I recorded. I was in the bathroom there. I got in big trouble. Was that the honeymoon, or was that no? That was the honeymoon. You're right. Yeah. Personally, I, missed one week also with COVID. Yes, yes, I did. I missed a few from work reasons. Thanks a lot, Brad. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone knew I actually had. It. Yes, I probably did have it, but but yes, no. Well, I you had COVID week. complications potentially. It was. Yeah, I was. It doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't con- matter. Forget con- it. Contact tracing. Right. I had to sit out. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the show went on. So we just want to say, like, man, thanks. We appreciate it again. I know I've said it a couple of times, but but it really is. It's it's. Uh, we're truly grateful for all the listeners and and all the interactions on Twitter and all the fun things that we get throughout the uh throughout the week it's uh it's been a fun ride i have to say i've enjoyed it thoroughly it's humbling i know brad mentioned it brad i'll let you in in for a second but it is humbling that that like our friends and 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 you all i I consider all of your friends tune in and listen to us weekly on thursdays or friday whenever you can get to it it's pretty it i I didn't think i knew we i knew we would have like a following i didn't think it'd be quite like this so um brad what was your when we started we kicked around the idea what did you think how long did you think this thing was going to go? I was thinking, you know, maybe for just the first football season and then we might get bored with it, and we never did, thankfully. I mean, it's just kept going, and it's been so much fun the whole time. Like, one thing, like, a lot of people don't know is, like, when you were in Hilton Head in the bathroom, me and Joey and Rolf were at your house without you, and we had put the speaker to record you, and I put a picture of you on top of the speaker, so it was like you're in the room with us. You weren't, but yeah, you know that's a little just like fun things like that that's kept it going, and it's been so much fun. Yeah, you boys were in my house without anyone else there. We were. Chan was there too, right? He recorded. Live. That was that was the uh, the right. preview for fantasy football. So so we gave our uh, gave our rankings and whatnot. Yeah, Chan was there. Appreciate you. Yeah, sir. I was on the balcony um, in Hilton Head for a little while. And, and hanging out that was that was pretty dope but then it got like it just got dark something happened it started getting noisy outside so then they had to transition to the bathroom and lock the door it's just uh it's crazy man it's crazy i'm i'm happy it's going we're gonna, we're gonna continue to this is by no means a farewell we're, we're absolutely gonna, not we're gonna get this thing up and up and going uh, yeah we got we got year two officially in the books dead in two weeks um so we'll, we we should have a little something fun for that one yeah um and and as you alluded to earlier we thought about doing some different things and i I think as we as we progress into the next you know few weeks to months um with kind of a a sports dead season for us other than you know baseball and basketball which we can only talk about so much because it's baseball and basketball uh we'll have we'll have some guests um we'll, we'll have we'll have several guests actually uh also i mean don't forget joey did um lose again in the football Things. So we're going to do something to Joey again. Um, not not sure what yet. I think paintballs are involved for sure this time, but I'm not sure. <laughs> we're going to figure out some way to make it shake. He said for sure, but I'm not sure. Hey, Brad, <laughs> remember how we were going to do producer problems? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Might have to bring that back during the dead yeah. period, too. Yeah, well, make sure uh, Michael Kirkman, if you're listening to this, contact us ASAP. And, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get we're gonna get Brad in the box against Kirkman. Oh, my God. Producer problems are going to be not fun for me, but they probably be fun for everyone that's not me. Definitely. Um, all right. So, we're going to go ahead and get into the show now. Um, Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Blue Gatorade, if you know, you know. <laughs> Blue Gatorade. We mistakenly called the wrong color on the show Wednesday. Yeah, we said it was red. You said red. I said lemon-lime. We came to an agreement off the air. That it was probably going to be blue, we should have, we should have maybe documented that. But it doesn't matter. We 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 said blue at the at the end of the night. We said blue at the right time. We said blue at the right time, and that's really all that matters. So, here we are. So loyal listeners, man, they pay off sometimes. They do, boy. I tell you what, we appreciate it. Made yeah, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Um, takeaways from the game, Joey. Uh, Tom Brady is really still good at football. Yes, agreed. He might not be top ten anymore, but he's really good at football. Oh still. my god! Won't co-sign there, Brad. What I'm was kidding. Uh, I'm, that was for Anthony? Yeah, we know, tongue in cheek. Um, Brad, what were your takeaways of the game? Uh, my takeaway is going to cheat off your takeaway a little bit. You were so right about the front four; they were so good. Um, uh, I'm giving you credit, and you you called that out, and that's really 
the that was for me the biggest part. I mean, the defense. If you could give an MVP, I mean, I, I think it's great to go to Tom Brady, but really just give the MVP to the whole defense because they played so well. Yeah, I think their plan, and I thought it would go well. Um, I didn't, I didn't quite expect them to be able to get like that level of pressure. Agreed. Um, I, I thought they might have to bring more than four, but for the most time, they were able to get pressure with their front four, and only their front four. Right. Um, JPP and, and Shaq Barrett absolutely wrecked shop, and then you were able to get pressure inside with Ndamukong Sue and Vita Vea from time to time, and then they rotated in like rotational guys who were able to, to get after the quarterback. Um, the Chiefs offensive line got exposed big time. Yeah, I mean, when you have two backup tackles, that's going to happen. The one thing that surprised me the most about the Chiefs is, is how poorly they adjusted. I, I thought that Andy Reid was going to be uh, – thought he'd have a better game plan knowing that you have two backup tackles you're gonna have to get rid of the ball pretty quickly whatever whatever I, I just thought they would have had a better game plan and then Mahomes never looked healthy he, he he looked rough all game he never got in a rhythm even whenever he had time in the pocket like his feet were just ugly he, he I don't know he just never looked comfortable no and that was the name of the game listen that's the name of defense in, in, a, in a nutshell coaches can get on here and talk about crazy coverages and crazy blitz schemes and all these different blitz packages etc etc the name of the game is to get after the quarterback and get his ass off his spot. If you can do that and make him uncomfortable, which they made Patrick Mahomes arguably one of the best to do it right now, they made him uncomfortable, that's the name of the game. If you can make the quarterback uncomfortable, you stop the offense. Point blank, period. It don't matter. And nothing else matters, especially their type of offense that's so quarterback-driven. They don't really run the ball like that. Um, and then, So to your point, Joy, I ask – like game plan wise, I don't know what else they could have done aside from change their offense that won them a Super Bowl last year and a whole bunch of games this year. I mean, I understand to try and cover up a cover up the thing with a band aid, but I mean, you're talking about keeping the tight end in to extra like to protect. Well, you ain't gonna keep Travis Kelsey in to protect. You, you need him in the passing game. I mean, you're not gonna throw out an extra lineman out there because he's gonna be worse to the two that you replaced him with. So. You know, I, I, while I understand what you're saying, I just I, I think you're limited in that aspect of trying to hide that weakness because, I mean, maybe the the, the proper, in my opinion, and I'm going to throw it to you after I answer, like to me the thing that you would do there would be to try and go short game, quick game, but that's not what they do. Like they don't really do – they do the jet motion and stuff like that, but that's to open up the vertical passing game. So you're talking about changing your entire offensive identity – in two weeks, I, you know, I don't know. I think you do what got you there, and I, they tried. But you hope your guys hold up better than they did, and they were wrong. They gambled and lost. Right. I mean, and I'm with you on most of that. But like you said, the jet the, the jet stuff. Like, there seemed to be very minimal jet stuff. And, and and with Tyreek Hill, like, Tyreek Hill's a different kind of playmaker. And he was open a lot of the night, and, and Mahomes yes, was petrified. Yes, sir. He didn't look good at all. No, he looked um, bad. They affected him. Yeah, they affected him. He, they affected his mentality, and that's not that's not good for him. No, because we talked about it. Like I said, we watched it live. We hung out at the house, which was a really good time, by Great the way. Time. Great Enjoyed time. Enjoyed it thoroughly, yes, sir. Real, real good food. Real, real good company. Ooh, the um, steaks, though. Ooh. But the wings. All of it. My God, the it was all and cheese. Good. Everything. <laughs> too good. Everything was too good. Um, beer was cold, and soda and Gatorades were cold. Um, but anyways... I just think that Tyreek Hill was open way more than he wasn't. They just couldn't get that guy the ball. I think he was also a point of emphasis. Like, I think we say he was open, but he they stretched him vertically. But the Bucks were not having that. That's not true. After what he did last time, they took him away. And, and I think they were bound to determine to make Travis Kelsey, who got his catches, but he can't beat you. Right. He, he's not going to end the game. Like He cannot beat you. And then they got behind, and then it was – then they were then chasing. Then they were yeah. chasing. And then now, the defensive lineman know you're not going to run the ball. Now I'm really coming to get you. Right. Now you're one-dimensional. So, that was the name of the game for me. A couple of things. Um, number one, how many yards? I don't think I've told you this. I had a, we had another loyal listener send me this um, separately. How many yards do you think Patrick Mahomes ran for total on the night? Not like rushing yards, but just total yards, running around, escaping pressure, all that. How many, how many do you think he – Ran for. Let Brad go first. What would you say? Oh, man. I'd say at least 300, 400. 497. 497 yards. Insane. Same listener told me. Yeah. 
My man ran for 497 yards, a, a record. Yeah. They, they were chasing him. I mean, listen, he, he, was, he was affected all night. It, it was no, you know, I, I don't know if they do anything different. I, I can't speak for the Chiefs, but it was very evident to me that the Bucks had a plan. They executed their plan. And, and I will say, I'm not, not trying to brag on myself, but I thought their way to path to victory was get pressure with four. If they were able to do that, they'd be okay because I knew they could score on that defense. And the question was, can they stop the Chiefs' offense? They were fortunately able to do so by getting pressure with four. I was a little bit surprised at how easily they moved the ball when they needed to. Really? Anytime they needed to move the ball, they moved it very easily. See, I was surprised by that because Kansas City had been playing pretty good defense for the last few weeks. Chris played, Jones, by the way, he played his ass off. He did. My God. He did. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know. It. I, I wasn't surprised by that. I thought they were going to be able to score kind of when they want if they were able to execute, which in my opinion, the Bucks haven't really – they had not peaked. I mean, they've been playing good ball, but not mm-hmm. like their best ball. They played. They played probably one of their better offensive games, and they were able to run the football. Yeah. Um, last Lim, thing, Lombardi Lenny. <laughs> last thing. Did the referees have a role? Okay, so I was watching this live with you boys that might or might not have had some coin on Kansas City, and now listen, I will say there was a couple of PI calls that I was like, ugh. And, and and they were and they and there was a couple that I was like man that kind of extended that drive like the one the one that sticks out to me most is the short pass they called holding on Rashad Breland on Mike Evans right the third and five I think it was an incomplete the one pass had, oh the one okay so they had no. like, the other one was not the deep ball the deep ball I thought there was I, one that got intercepted um I'm talking about the one that that was an incomplete pass that would have ended the drive mm-hmm. that extended the drive that went down and got a touchdown on right um the pick in my opinion ah I don't know. Yeah, bang bang kind of thing. The other one that stands out is not the deep ball to Mike Evans, so where he because they get their feet caught up and then he reaches and grabs his heel. That, you can't do that, right? But the the in the end zone, the, the one that was in the third to, row, the, the one they threw to Gronk, right? Or they threw to somebody. They threw to the stands. Gronk's cousin that was in the press box, right? Um, that wasn't a pi. It wasn't no, catchable. My thing is, I think that the referees played a small role, but I don't think it made a difference. I think Tampa Bay was the better team. I think that the Tampa Bay should have won the game regardless, and I, I just. I didn't like that they, they it seemed portrayed on the outside looking in like they were they were making it uh, uh they wanted Tom Brady to win the game. Yeah, I, I don't like understand it. why. I totally disagree with that. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I, I I do not that's not at all. You got your ass whooped 31 to 9. Right. The only I, time the only <clears> time Kansas City got a touchdown in damn Tampa was when the plane landed. <laughs> that's it. The 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 streaker did. He scored. He scored. He, he's a coward too. He took a knee. Should have ran through somebody. He did slide. Coward. You're not a quarterback. No, you're now you're now you start a slide. He didn't get in the end zone either. That's true. He didn't score. No, he didn't. That's a good point. So um but no, man, like, come on, dude. That that's that it had no impact on the game overall. <laughs> no. I think not. it disrupted the flow maybe a little bit, but I, there was no flow for Kansas City, so there was gonna be no flow for Kansas City. So I, I don't think overall it had an impact, a huge impact on the game. But in the first half, it was pretty ugly for them. Now, in the second half, they could have called holding on Kansas City every single play. Right. They were every cho- play. They were choking them guys. Yeah. They were trying to keep the ratings up because the game was out of hand. Right. Yeah. Um, no. 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 It, it may, maybe maybe played a role in the first mm-hmm. half. But but the better team won. But some of those were penalties to me. <laughs> I mean, it sucks that they called it, but some were penalties. Let me ask you, Joey, because we're going to – and we'll, we'll transition here to the – Goat talk time thing. I'm also I'm happy as hell the Bucks won. I was pulling for the Bucks. I wanted the Bucks to win. I thought they would win. Um, I thought it'd be closer. But I thought they would win. Um, but with that being said, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. when how do you feel about him kind of going at Tyron Matthew? I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I I know Matthew talks a lot. Yes, sir. And I know Brady's very fiery. Yes, sir. And you're a competitor. Both of them compete. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what I was about to say. They're both competitors. They're both going to compete. They're going to talk a little bit. That's kind of their game. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with everything that happened there. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're asking me, like me too, like I, I, me personally, I like it. Yeah. Because I think, and I'm pretty sure it was documented, he told him, we're going at you. Yeah. We are going. 
our game plan is to go at you in coverage. Mm-hmm. I want you to not be able to freelance. I want you to not be in zone. I w- we want you in man-to-man coverage, and, and we're then, going at you. And then we're going to exploit you. And they did. Yes, sir. And they exposed Honey Badger. And I think he's a good player. I, I really, really do. I do, too. I, I think he had a bad game. <clears throat> I agree with that, too. I think he got his ass exposed. And I like the fact that Tom said, we're going at you. And then they went at him, and then they had success. And then and then and they let him hear about it a little bit. I'm cool with it. I'm, I love it. Matter of fact, I love it. I love it. And and there's a part of Tyron Matthew that respects it too. Oh, he It'll, he 100 does. It, it's the that's the game you play. If you're yeah. mouthy and, and and if you, you better be able to take it, yeah, absolutely. And he, he I think he does for the most part. The though. one thing I didn't like was Tom Brady apologized to him afterwards. I didn't see that. I ain't saying sorry. He tweet he texted him or something like that. I ain't saying sorry, bud. What did he say? I'm sorry for. I guess for going or for I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't read the text. <laughs> no one did. But apparently, <laughs> but apparently but Tom, Tom didn't send me the forward. But he, apparently, he didn't CC you in that. No, he didn't. He didn't get me in that. Come but on, Tom, I know it's okay. We'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later with Tom. But um, apparently, he did reach out after whatever. It was like you're a good competitor or whatever. I didn't mean it yeah, yeah. personal. No, it was personal. No, it was very it, personal. It was much so it it's was very always much so personal. personal. Absolutely. I'm and trying to yeah. whoop your ass. They're keeping yeah, score. It's the biggest game of the year. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about Brady and the GOAT. So we we agree, right? We do, but before okay. I want to talk because this is my lane. <laughs> the boat parade they had oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Because I, I that's a more serious conversation. So I forgot about I the boat hope parade. that all of you listeners were able to watch or or catch some of the highlights on Twitter because I wasn't able to watch the boat parade, but I wanted to catch some of the highlights on Twitter. Um, them boys had a good time. <laughs> it sure seemed it Somebody. from the from the brief pictures I saw in the videos. It seemed like they had a great time. Somebody said, um, uh, I, I guess it's a reporter, a regular, not a sports reporter, a regular reporter in in uh, Tampa said the, the city smells like cigars and weed. The whole, the whole damn city. <laughs> you walk outside, you don't smell anything but cigars and weed. That's a win. I mean, it's so I say yeah, all we'll, this. We'll to, play. I say all this to say that. Um, oh, Brian, Brian Hill, my younger sister's um, boyfriend. He, they both live in Tampa. He basically works apparently right on like a river on the bay. And he sent a picture in our group message today. He was watching them boat parade from work, and I'm, I'm about to show you both. Um, <laughs> the the picture he sent and how unreal that is. It's just kind of crazy that Tampa has experienced all that they've experienced. Man. I mean, with with the sports here as of late, it's just it's just crazy to me. Yeah, they do a boat parade, not a regular parade. I think that's. I don't know. I think I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really really cool. But point point being, kids had a damn good time. So. They're kind of catching a little bit of flack because they got a little bit too loose. I would like both of yours' opinion. Brad, let me get yours first. Your opinion on the boat parade and how it's perceived by you. And, and second part, do you understand where, like, the national media is coming from? Um, I love the boat parade. I think that is something, like, that's unique to Tampa because I'd never heard of anyone else doing that. That is indeed a very cool picture that Christopher's showing Joey and I. That's solid. That's very solid. Um. As far as the national media, screw them. Like people are having a good time, and uh, I say keep having a good time. Like it's been a good year in Tampa. Also, I'm uh, just while you're showing these pictures, uh, can we talk about the guy who peace um, who did the peace sign to uh, Tyree Kill? They said that man held that petty in for 71 days. <laughs> I love it. I love that too. I didn't know why he did it at first. Me it was so weird to me, and I was like, why is he doing that? And then we saw the picture on whatever Instagram Your son or Twitter. Showed us. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So Benton showed us, which is good. Um, Brad just put Benton at the scene of the crime. <laughs> watching a football game, you're Thankful, allowed to do that. Yeah, thankfully there is no crime in watching football. Very, yeah, very well, true. Do we have more than six people in the room? No. Nope. No, I think we were good. We were within, we, we, we were within COVID protocols. We we're all fine. had our masks on too. Yes, sir, we did. <laughs> also, Other than when we were eating. And drinking our drink. Water. Joey. Yes. How do you feel about the parade? I am A-OK with the parade. I understand the national media, the scrutiny. I get it. I, I do. I understand it. I understand that you have to. I don't necessarily agree that it needs to happen, but that's not my decision to make. It has to happen. COVID season, it ha- it's just the way it is. Um, 
But as far as the boat parade, I, I think it's fantastic. I have zero zero problem with it. Those dudes just played with each other for the last 24 weeks, 22 weeks, I guess, because they don't have preseason now. Right. So include the playoffs, 18, 19, 20, 21, 21 weeks. So, yeah, I mean. Love it. I, I have zero problem with it. I, I, at some point, we have to get back to a normal life. Me too. I love it. And so there was a video of Tom. So there's two videos. So the first video is Tom Brady literally chunking the Lombardi trophy. If you haven't seen it, he's tossing the Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. That The boats are moving. <laughs> I can't imagine that trophy being light. Like, if you don't catch that trophy clean, that's going to hurt. But he's the best quarterback of all time. You know he's completing that pass. He's completing that pass. It's the yeah. biggest pass of the year. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thought that was cool. And then... Old tomboy, he maybe sees, didn't have the sea legs down. Maybe got a little seasick or whatever. I don't know why he was stumbling. Well, listen, those boats are they are they rock a little. They're rocking. Yeah, yeah. They're rocking. Yeah, I mean, so he was leaving. Maybe might have had a beer or too many, a drink too many. Maybe some uh, avocado tequila. Apparently, never heard of such a thing. But <laughs> apparently, Tom Brady maybe indulges in that. But somebody was driving him home. Somebody's taking care of him. I have no issue with it. Somebody said Tom Brady has no class. I'm like, man, come on, dude. Like, get out of here. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, saw, I, have, he I have got no ripped. Issue. He got ripped on Twitter and social media for whenever he showed up at the Super Bowl, he wasn't wearing a mask, and the mask police was like, he should be a leader and blah blah blah. Bro, he's literally by himself, by himself, Chris, in the entire video as he's walking up. You know my favorite thing that I read on that, and then we can transition to the goat because he is that. Yes. My favorite thing I read on that was. Somebody, mass police said Tom Brady should be using his platform. Yep, um, same, saw the same so, thing. <laughs> to, to promote awareness. And then somebody said, like, well, maybe he is using his platform. You just don't like the message. That's Ooh, right. I, like I that. saw that too. I saw that same Sit tweet. Sit down. Nobody gives a shit what you have to say. Let that man be great. Call them Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Sit, never mind. I'm off that. I'm off yeah. that train. So, goats. I, I asked the question. Well, did I ask it on my personal page or did I ask it? It was front on the porch. front porch page. You finally tweeted something good from the front porch. And then I didn't want to give myself credit for tweeting something good from the front porch. Crazy, man. Golly. Anyways, the goat of goats. So Tom Brady is the football goat, correct? Yes. Oh, God, easy. Yes. Brad? Yes. yes. I think he was. Trey, football goat. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Zach? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Was he the goat before this championship? Yes. Yes. No. Resounding guesses all around for the most part. Yes. So, goat of goats in football. Okay. Yep. But what about your goat, your all-time greatest of all times? So this is your top five specifically. Oh no, you're going first. Okay, I'll go Speci- first. Or we'll go position by position or uh, number by number. Specifically, greatest at their at their sport. At their sport. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all. Time. I'm not talking about like best athlete. Like best athlete. Like LeBron James is the best athlete I've ever seen. So. It's Randy Moss for me, probably. Or, or, or Randy. Yeah, I, I can buy that story. Those two are, are like super athletes. They're right. stupid. But neither, oh, I mean, I guess both are considered you can by some. Them. Yeah, you can as, talk about them. As the greatest of all time. So, yeah, that's. I guess that's different. But Are you going to put these in order? I was not, but I can. I don't want to. I don't okay. think I can. Okay, good. We're not Let's going just to. go with one of five. So, okay. like, this, this person belongs in our top five. I can't. I'm, we don't have enough time to rank them one no, through yeah, five. We're I'm, just going to. The fifth one in no order. Who is your? Who is someone that you would consider in your top five goats of all time? Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady. That's a. <laughs> that's pretty. Easy. You want you went in on this, Brad? Uh, yeah, I'll go in on this. Um, I'm going to agree with Tom Brady. Yes, he's fun to talk about right now. Yeah, so he's obviously in all three of our top fives. I'm not using that pick yet. I need. I'm, I'm putting that the last name I'm going to mention is going to be Tom Brady. So I have a little more. I guess I probably need to go to Tom Brady now. So yeah. I give myself so you get, some more so time. So you give yourself more time. Yeah. Um. I'll. I'll actually go. Michael Jordan is going to be. Oh, you stepping out on limbs there. Yeah, it's tough, right? MJ for me. Um. All right. I'm biased. Everyone knows I'm super biased. But for me, basketball, I go Kobe Bryant. He's just my guy. I love watching him play. And if you got a problem with that, well, that's okay because either one you picked pretty, pretty damn good. Okay, so I went MJ. You boys have gone Tom, Tom and Brady and, and MJ, Tom Brady and Kobe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use my Tom Brady now. He's definitely one of the greatest of all times. So okay. in no order, but he, Tom Brady is in there. Um, my next is Tiger Woods. Okay. I can uh, I could probably get with that greatest of all time. I'm all right with that. 
just because of the pure dominance that he had, he had over his sport in his time, right? In his time, like in his in his six, seven, eight, whatever year window, nobody dominated a sport quite like Tiger Woods dominated his it was, sport. It was like six or seven years. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a ridiculous like the, what he did for golf. Nobody else has ever done, and nobody else ever will do. Okay. Ever, I'll buy that. Um, for me, Joey's actually got a couple of pictures of him hanging up Muhammad Ali. Uh, that's someone that I really, really enjoyed learning about. Um, uh, to me, that's one of the goats. I can appreciate it. I love that one. Yeah. Um, I got one for you. I'm about to go Olympic here. Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael Phelps. I mean, just what he did in the I think it was 08 Olympics. Just unbelievable. Yeah. And then he backed it up with another performance like that, and then he did it again. When he was too old, in air quotes, like Michael Phelps for me, he was Michael, just yeah dominant as hell at what he did, and it was not just one race. I think what the, what separates him wasn't like I I was in between like him and Usain Bolt for like my Olympic athlete. Ooh, that's a good one. Usain Bolt's good. Ooh, that's a good one too. But Usain Bolt was hundred meter, and he was they say he was a better two hundred meter. Yeah, like Michael Phelps had like legitimately five different medleys and races. In relays that he swam, that's why he had eight, nine gold medals in oh, yeah, one say, Olympics. He's, he's the most like, decorated athlete or Olympian of all time. Yeah, so. I mean, so like it's that's why I went Phelps over Usain Bolt. But Usain Bolt is a very close. I mean, he was. I mean, dude, you talk about dominance. Yeah, D- Usain was. He he almost put track and field on the map for a minute. And he really, but, he, but he really did though. Yeah, I mean, because like I watched the Olympics to watch him run. Yes, sir. I mean, he was he was he was fun, and he was he seemed like a genuinely good human being. Yes, sir. And he was so, a hard worker. He got where he was. He was God given, of course. Of course, you can't yeah, run but, under ten seconds, hundred meters, <laughs> because like we, we we all watch the Olympics for less than ten seconds. We, we watch the whole damn thing for that because we want to see Usain Bolt run that nine, first six, time nine, six, that seven. he broke the the world record. Unbelievable. Whenever he was like had his arms by his side and like, just was, looking at the crowd half or three quarters of the way into it, the race. It was so electric. So electric. But it's hard. I don't know that I don't know that in my lifetime I'll ever see anything like that. Yeah. I, it's I, kinda hard it's kinda sad to think about, but like to think about Usain Bolt and how that was just different. Like that was when you see stuff like that that you've never seen before right. and you're afraid that you may never see again. Yes, sir. That absolutely goes in a class of its own. I agree. So, but, but, but I know I'm talking with about that, Bowl. With that said, Michael Phelps, Michael that, Phelps, that's, that's different. Did the same thing except more in the pool and more. That was right. it. That's the only that's difference is he did it in the pool and he had more of them. So to recap real quick, I have MJ Phelps and Brady, Brady. You have MJ Phelps and I have MJ, not Phelps, Woods, Woods, Brady. And, Brady. and you have Kobe, Kobe, Muhammad Ali, and um, uh, Brady. Brady. <laughs> so my list. so my fourth is same as your third, Michael Phelps. Okay. For the obvious reasons that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Phelps was originally on my list, and he deserves to be there. But just to be different, I'm uh, just another athlete that I really, really enjoyed watching, and he was really, really good for his sport. Roger Federer was someone that I thought was really cool to watch. Love that. That's, one. that's a great pick. Wow. That's a great pick. Federer. Ooh. Yes, sir. I like that. Better was dominant for so long. Still is. I mean, really is still really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching some Australian Open today. Matter of fact, not Federer, but oh, no. Yeah, I watch it every night. Yeah, it's uh, it was fixing to turn on this TV right here. Actually. Yes, sir. Um, so my fourth here. Your fourth. I didn't want to go this one yet because I knew I had it already. I wanted to save it for the last one, but I needed a little bit more time. My show notes. I switched up a little bit. Um, Bobby Bowden. Ooh, yeah, a Bobby homer, Bowden, a little homer pick, little, but yes, but you just you put and that's the reason I emphasized it earlier. It's foreshadowing. You said Tyree Woods was a lead at his sport for six to seven years. Bobby Bowden had a top five football team for over fourteen years straight. So the the level of dominance for the level of time at at the level of dominance, top five finish, ah, that's that's pretty damn tough to match. Nick Saban, the great Nick Saban, still won't do that. He'll have more championships, but he won't ever be able to put his team in the top five for fourteen straight years. Um, so what Bobby did in that time was just unprecedented. Still hasn't been done. Saban's winning more rings, so he's damn sure as close as it's probably ever going to get. But it's Bobby for me, just for the level of dominance over the level of time. Bobby Bouncer. I got to ask. I got to ask. Do you think Bobby Bowden is a better football coach than Nick Saban? I think in his time. I mean, I, do I think Bobby can do what Nick Saban is doing right now? 
I think Bobby came around at the right time. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think, I'm with I think, you. I just wanted to hear you say it if you were going to say it. No, no, listen. So I'm not trying to dodge your question at all, but I am saying it's two different eras. So what I'm saying is this. I think if you asked Bobby to coach in today's time and place, he, he would not be as effective as Nick Saban. Point blank period. I don't, that's not an argument there. Would Nick Saban be as dominant back then as he is now? P- potentially. He, I put it like this. Nick Saban has a better opportunity for his coaching style to translate to that time than Bobby does for his coaching style to translate to this time. I, I will say that, and I, I can say that honestly. Yeah, I, I think I can appreciate that standpoint because we don't need to get into it too deep. But I said, I said enough. I think people understand what I'm saying there. I, yeah, I agree. I think Bobby benefited from the lack of having to be on social media and having to be, but because I, I don't know what he could do. I don't know. I don't know. It's in, it's just hard to tell. I don't know. But I think I think Saban's coaching style potentially could translate to Bobby's time era better than Bobby's style can translate to Saban's era for me. You're up. Okay. Um, I'm going to do another different one. Uh, I've been learning a lot about hockey, and I was actually telling Chris last night as we were watching hockey. This is um, good. Uh, I never knew much about Wayne Gretzky until I started looking him up, and now I understand why they called him the great one. Like uh, – Wayne, He's impressive. Wayne Gretzky was was insane. So one of the doctors that I worked for, uh, Canadian originally, been here for a long time, but he, he he always told me an interesting story about about Wayne Gretzky. So Wayne Gretzky, whenever he was a little kid, like four, five, six years old, his dad would make him like take a piece of paper and a pen and and follow one guy and draw where he went on the ice the entire the entire time he was on the ice, and then when he get off. Get a new piece of paper, follow the next guy, same thing. He would draw wherever he was at on the ice through a piece of paper. Like really? just kept tracing where he was at. Where like the position that he would potentially play. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Like at a, at a super young age. Pretty cool. Um, Gretzky's a great one. Literally the great one. So yeah. I, I like that. My last, my number five is Serena Williams. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, same thing with her as, as uh, Tiger. Just the dominance that she's had over her sport. I, I don't think will ever be matched. Um, especially in a women's sport where, you know, the you get pregnant and this and that and the other. She, hell, she won a major True. when she was pregnant. True. Like, nah, man. She 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 may be number number one on my list, truthfully, as far as is just pure dominance and greatness over her sport. All right. So that leaves me. Let's just recap real quick. Um, will you please tell me, will you each tell the listeners your, your, your five in no order, of course. Go ahead, Brad. All right, my five in no order was Kobe Bryant, Muhammad Ali, Tom Brady, uh, Roger Federer, and the great one, Wayne Gretzky. I love that list. <laughs> Tom Brady, MJ, Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams for me. It's like I don't – my fifth is easily in each of y'all's lists, but I'm trying hard. That's what I was doing. I was to find to... one that's not in y'all's list. I mean, the the easy answer would be Usain Bolt because it's not in y'all's list, but we already gave him enough credit. I'm trying to think of like an old school. Let's brainstorm this fifth one. What's I can I can tell you that Trey Lee wants one of us to say ba- uh, Babe Ruth really bad. No, I mean, and I thought about Babe Ruth, but like I'm not versed enough in Babe Ruth. All Here's, I can do is look at his numbers. That's a good one though. And his numbers are stupid, yeah, like pitching, hitting, all that stupid. But I. I I'm not saying Babe Ruth is not the goat. I just can't. I, Babe Ruth played in 1914, man. That's I don't I'm know if Babe that. Ruth is the goat or not. That's like, where I'm at. Could Babe Ruth play in today's game? I don't know. Could Barry Bonds have played in any game? Hell yeah, he could, and yeah. he would have dominated in every single one of them. And this may not be like the greatest of all time, but this is what I'm about to go with. Ken Griffey, man. Boy, you're talking to me <laughs> now. I yes, love, sir, I you love are. Griffey, man. He was Trey just co-signed. You Trey were speaking Lee. my language with Mr. Griffey. That's my favorite player of all time. Dude, he's, yeah, I'm just partial. I'm just partial to Griffey, man. He was he was the guy at my at the the height of interest I had in that sport. It was Griffey. He made baseball cool. He did, bro. He was the he one really that was in did. the home run derby with the hat backwards, which mm-hmm. is the cardinal sin you ain't supposed to do. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Who I doesn't don't, love Griffey? I, really, Zach, I truly don't know of anyone who doesn't love Griffey. Zach's the one that just said yeah, that. Yeah, Zach said who didn't Griffey? love Griffey. He's, yeah. And he's right. Who didn't? So, like, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying he's, like, the greatest of all time. But for me, he's my great. I, I love Griffey. Right. Man. He's definitely my favorite. One of my five favorite athletes, so, without a question. So, let's talk about this. Had Griffey not been 100% he's the home ranking. 
by injuries. Home ranking. Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think it's even easier to say not with the juice. Yeah. I obviously obviously he didn't juice. He stayed so, the same size for his entire career. So let me let me just say one thing and then and then we're gonna take a brief break. I promise we'll be right back. You'll never know we actually took a break because <laughs> we're so damn good with these pauses. Y'all never know when we take a break. But here's the thing too. Had Griffey juiced or had he took any performance enhancers, he probably don't get hurt because these guys, a lot of these guys, they don't take the juice, not necessarily to bulk up like Mark McGuire, Sammy, McGuire, uh, Sammy um, Sosa, and uh, Barry Bonds. They take it for recovery. A lot of them take it for recovery to heal because they play 182 games in a year. They got to heal. So if my man would have juiced a little bit, we might would have seen him stay healthy longer. I'm just going to leave it there and say he's an OG. Yes, sir. That's a good one. And we're going to pause now. And you'll never know we paused. You want to know who is not a goat, Chris? Mark Cuban, because he kind of sucks. What do you think, Joseph? Truly, I don't I don't know do, right now. Do you want to like, get background on like, what we're talking about? For the most, I'm sure most everyone knows, but it, for the ones who don't, yeah. what, are, what, are, what are we referencing here? The only thing I really know is, is the Ma- Dallas Mavericks. Who My, Mark Cuban is the owner for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked Mark Cuban. I've always liked him as an owner, and I, I think he's uh, I think he's a pretty sharp dude, really, um, which makes this this situation a little curious to me. Which is why I'm not I'm not I don't have a, a strong opinion right now, one way or the other. Um, but so all season, preseason, and now in the regular season, they haven't played the national anthem prior to home games. Mm-hmm. I. <laughs> I don't know. I, like I said, I, I don't know why he hasn't said why he hasn't said what the reason is behind it. And I, I'm interested to hear his thoughts behind it to make for me to make a, a true opinion. I know you and I know Shane and, and uh, I, I don't remember who else has said earlier before the show started when we were Zach. talking about our show notes. Yeah, Zach. You know, y'all have a y'all have a lot stronger opinion on it than me. I just I don't. I know for me personally, I know the the national anthem pri, pregame was like one of my favorite times. Yes, I sir. loved it. I loved yes, sir. Just because. It, it, that was my my moment that I knew it was game time. Mm-hmm. Did it have much to do with the national anthem for me personally? Nah, not really. I, I I just knew that meant game time, and that's what I've always related the national anthem to is game time. And so I you know I always have some chill bumps for national anthem time. But it, it, but like I said, is it because of it being the United States' national anthem, or is it just because I like game time? And for me, it's game time. So, I, again, I don't have a strong opinion on it right now until I find out why. Why are you not playing it? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, so for me, all I – and, and I, I, you're taking the more um, – probably more mindful or, or probably more rational uh, standpoint here. And so while I understand that, like for me, the, for me, the, the issue I have is you dudes play in America and – I, if you don't, and I understand the country isn't great, and I know it's not perfect, and I know there's things that need to be worked on and things that need to be fixed. I I get that. While I understand that, I do still understand that there are people, soldiers, and and people that that fight for our freedom, like for us, and it's hard to keep that in the forefront. And when I played Joey, I, I was like you. The the anthem meant I'm fitting to go bust somebody's head in a minute, and I knew that was like my that was like. Pavlov's theory, like when they ring the bell, the dogs salivate. Like when they play national anthem, like oh yeah, it, it's time. I'm, right. I'm, I'm fixing to go get after somebody in some aspect. But as I've gotten older, I realize what exactly it means and what it stands for. And while my grandfather was in the military in the service and things like that, but I never was. But I do still have like a tremendous, and I know you do too. That's not at all what you're saying. No, but no, I have no. a yeah, tremendous yeah. amount of respect for like the service men and women, right? hundred percent. So like, the anthem is a, is a dedication so much to them and then our country and people that have been here first. So like to say that I'm not going to play the anthem because my understanding is he doesn't want to play the anthem because it puts his players in a controversial position, whether they should kneel, whether they should stand or whether they should be in present, whether they shouldn't be present. So just remove it altogether. And then that takes away the controversy for his team and the conflict and turmoil for his team. Um, Quite honestly, Mr. Cuban, um, if we had a bleep button, because I'm not going to say a bad word because we've made it 44 minutes here, but you all know that there's an F word that wants to come out of my mouth, and it's F you, Mr. Cuban. Um, I, I don't. I think as long as your team is American-owned, and I think it is, and you make your money off of Americans, and there's people that fight for your team to play for freedom, and you have 
you have international players who who leave their countries to come play in America in America because that's where the American dream is because they're not able to play where they are because they don't have the league that the United States has. For you to denounce national anthem, and I view it as you denouncing the national anthem because you don't want to put anyone in controversy, sir. I have an issue with that. I have an issue with your with that decision. I have an issue with you, you and your you. I, I just that to me that sends the message that I would rather not put my poor basketball players who make millions of dollars in conflict because they're afraid they don't know what the hell to do when the national anthem is played. Hey, bud. Take a knee if you'd like to, sir, and you can deal with the ramifications or lack thereof when you do. Or stand your ass up and, and salute the flag because you are playing in America. That's fine, too. Do that. But either way, we're not going to stop doing it because it makes somebody feel uncomfortable. If we took that whole aspect of, into life, we're going to stop doing things that make people uncomfortable. We'd stop doing a lot of damn things. Boy. So, Mr. Cuban, I, I, um, I wholeheartedly disagree with every single thing that you're doing, and I think you're dead-ass wrong with what he's doing in Dallas. So I I debated whether or not I was going to share that. But for me personally, that's not the front porch's view. That's Chris Martinez's view. I could not disagree more with just pretending as if the national anthem doesn't exist and taking it off of the plate because this grown ass man who makes millions of dollars, it's too much for him to handle. Sit your ass down. Stay your ass in the locker room. That was strong. I'm not going to lie to you. That was very strong. I have a couple of things. One, we do cater to people that don't need to be catered to in this country. That's a problem. And that's a problem. Um, we, we cater to the minority more than the majority way too often, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Let me ask you this about the national anthem in general and sports. Mm-hmm. So you, you alluded to the national anthem being a, a, a memorial or a service to the men and women that serve our country and, mm-hmm. and you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So what is the significance behind playing that at a before a sporting event i think it's just out of respect because if the sacrifices hadn't been made for from those who served in the military who to protect and preserve our freedom then none of these athletic events none of these sporting events are taking place that's for me i think that's why i think it's just out of respect to to the men and women in the service because they day in and day out fight for the freedoms that we have as americans to go to work to vote, to drive, to have a job, to have a job of power, to play an athletic event. There's dictatorships all over the world in places. There's a reason people, there's a reason we have borders. There's a reason we try and we have citizenship and things like that because everyone wants to be in America. The only people who truly hate America is, and, and there are some, right? And there's there's the extremists. But mm-hmm. the people that speak crazy are the ones that are in America and they don't know what it's like to live outside of America. Right, I and I know America's not perfect, and I'm not saying it is, and I'm not. This isn't a political thing. We never do this. We don't ever do that. But what I am saying is, it. I am. I am privileged. I feel wonderful. I'm. I'm thankful every day that I live in America, and I don't have to hide my religion. I don't have to hide my friendships. I don't have to hide things because I live in America. I'm free, and 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 it's just to me. I think to answer your question that the national anthem symbolizes those things. And these guys, we have, you, I mean, you think about the Mavericks team. They had Dirk Nowitzki from Germany. They have Luka Doncic. I'm not sure what country is. Lithuania. He's from, huh? Lithuania, maybe? He's from Europe, right? We can we can throw an umbrella on that. You like, <laughs> you know what? Those guys aren't playing. Why aren't you playing there, sir? And, the yeah. reason, and, and he would probably tell you because there's no money there. The right. league isn't how it's supposed to be. It is this. It's not that. It's not this. People come here for a reason. It's the Mecca. So, like, for Mark Cuban, I don't know. Maybe he's just I, – I don't know. I really don't know because he doesn't normally make bad moves. But in my opinion, this isn't a bad move. It's the worst move, personally. If it's just that, if it's just because he doesn't want to put his guys in controversial situations, I do think it's a pretty bad move. What could it be? I'm not sure. I really don't know. And like I said, I, I'm not 100% sure why we play the national anthem before sporting events regardless. I, I've, I've always done it. I've always loved it. From the beginning of time, from the mm-hmm. time I was five years old playing t-ball in an all-star game in the first game of the day, like they play the national anthem. Right. High school games, national anthem. Mm-hmm. College games, national anthem. Like, They've always played the national anthem before sporting events. I don't Agreed. know why do we do it before work or why don't we do it before work? I don't know. Like I don't know why we do it before sporting events, but nothing really else in life other than 
just that. Well, we say the Pledge of Allegiance every single day at school. That's true. You forget about that. That's true. I teach, and I, I kind of forgot about that. You stand and you salute the, play, the flag every single morning. That's valid. For the Pledge of Allegiance to go to school. That's so it's true. not national anthem, but it says one nation under God. Mm-hmm. Indivisible, liberty and justice for all. Like that, it, it, it's, that happens every day at school. These dudes are making millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I just don't understand. I don't, and, and so why? I understand your point, and I know that's not the point you're making. You're just asking a question. Right, I yeah. know I know your beliefs, and I don't want that to come off mixed um, in our listeners, and everyone that listens, most they know who you are. But like, I don't know why, in Mark Cuban's point, why is it an issue for the national anthem to be played? Like, why do you want to make waves? Why do you feel it's necessary to stop that? And if until you give me a good reason, sir, I've lost all and complete and all respect for you. I yeah. have none. And that's, that's I, I feel like that's an okay stance to take. I don't have a problem with you taking that stance. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, mean, need, like I a, needed your validation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to a little bit lighter t- subject of, of basketball. Yes, sir. We mentioned it earlier. Let's talk about the blue bloods of college hoops and what you think their issues are. And so, by the blue bloods, I mean Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, uh, Kansas. That's really the main four right now, right? Yeah, so it's. I looked at a graphic earlier, but it was like Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, and then there was like two others. Maybe UCLA, maybe was UCLA, one of them. UCLA, I think, would typically be there. They're I, I, at one point. But they UCLA has been yeah. hit or miss. For, so those four, yeah, but they're not in the top twenty-five, I mm-hmm. believe. Like for the first time in like forever, forever, since, like a long, yeah, long time since I can remember for so, sure. Can, let me, I'm going to ask you two both, Brad. I'm going to ask you first, and I know this isn't on the show notes to ask you, but I, I just feel compelled to ask you. What What is your opinion? What do you think? Why is it that they're not playing to the typical level they play. What 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 is it for you? And then I'm coming to you next, Joey. I think my number one thing would probably be the lack of fans. I think that's starting to take away from home field advantage. Um, uh, that's I think big part. I mean, think about Duke. You got the Camden Crazies there, and I think they really do do their job well sometimes. And that could be. I mean, you're taking the sixth man off the court, Joey. I think that has to play a role. The, the energy of the crowd, I think that has to play a role. I think that when you when you consistently have one and dones, like Kentucky, like Duke, mm-hmm. not so much North Carolina as of late, but overall they're a five-star program. They're, they're going to get five stars. Kansas a five-star program. Yes. They're, they're going to get a lot of them. There's going to have to be a time – where that class, that five-star class, that group, that recruit, that recruiting cycle just isn't as good. And I think that's where we're at right now. If you look at Kentucky's roster, they don't have a go-to, just give me the ball, we need a basket, let's go get it. We don't, they don't have that on the roster. You go to Duke, you go to North Carolina, you go to Kansas. Kansas has always been more of a team-centric um, organization. But, but Duke has like the highest-rated recruiting class they've had in a long time. And they're doing very little. Very little. So, so maybe – this recruiting class just wasn't very good. And so whenever you have only, you know, you, you got two left over from the last class and two left over, and in every year you just recycle one and dones and you try to rotate them in, one year there's going to be a class that's not very good. And maybe, just maybe, this is that year. Yeah, so I think while I hear you, I'm going to kind of piggyback on both of your points. It was not planned this way, but I think it is actually going to work out perfect. <laughs> um, so I think it's a little bit of both. And so, just let me paint a picture. So, you think you both, they, they sign virtually one and done. So, they have freshmen come in. There's no culture. Like, there is no culture. No. And there's hardly ever a four-year guy at to, any to of those To show you anymore. how to work. Right. To show you how to practice. Yes, sir. So, whenever we're quarantined, how are we practicing? We're practicing off like AA. There's nobody... There's nobody to show you how it's supposed to be done. There's nobody teaching this game. There's nobody teaching... There's nobody to do any of that. And I read somewhere today where it's like Duke. Normally, like Coach K, they, those guys, the coaches can't be with the players during the summer and during like right because that's it, it, they're it's off right. But they have like guys like Leitner and, or not Leitner, but um, Jay Williams and um, Shire, Kyle Shire would come in and like basically run practices and run scrimmages. So hey, this is a system, and they would run it, and then the guys would be able to play pickup games. But pickup games are actual like like full scrimmages, right? right. 
that's out the window. So that can't happen. So now not only is that not happening, they also don't have a veteran voice saying, hey, this is how we run this. This is what we do. And so I say that to say like Florida State, for example, they don't really have one and done. They've had a couple here re- recently, but they have a lot of like older guys. And so when they had their COVID postponement for three games, they came back and played the best basketball that they have played all year right. off of a off of a two week break. Um, and I think that is in part to having veteran leadership. It's like mm-hmm. the coaches aren't around, but we have three guys that have been in for three and a half years. They know exactly what to do. They can tell you we can run a practice, right? Essentially, hundred um, percent. And then the second point to Brad's point. So that was yours, Joe. But to Brad's point, like crowd. So if you think about these one and dones, right? These are kids that know they're there for one year. Mm-hmm. How invested are they really in the school? Not very. Not very, right? But you know how easy it is to be invested when the crowd's going crazy and energy's just pumping, and I'm juiced up, and it's it's like a prime time event, especially in basketball. Especially in basketball. So, like, there's not any of that. So, now we have a bunch of 18-year-old kids that know I'm here for, like, another month. Like, I'm pissed because this has been taken from me. It don't mean as much. We're not playing as hard. We're not playing as energetic. We're not – there's no culture. I'm not playing for the university. I'm playing for the damn bag I'm getting in in, a, in two months. We're not – guys, we're not talking about two years. Right. We're talking about two months. In a virtually empty gym, too. It's not like it's just not full. It's pretty it's, empty it's for the most part. Empty. So, you're playing, you're playing pickup basketball in a – in a, on a college campus and so it's hard to find pride it's hard not 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 for all everyone but like for some of the people but, that yeah do it, i mean like, for those guys sure it's hard to find juice so i think i think there's some of that and so you have these blue blood programs that yes they, they are still getting the best players because there's no question they are still they did still sign the best recruiting classes period there's not it's not even really that close Duke, north carolina has four mcdonald's all americans they run on the court every single night but they're but they're missing something like they're missing that recipe. It's not a coincidence, in my opinion. And I know Joe, you said it. They might have all had a. They didn't all have a bad recruiting year all at the same time. I think it's. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think it's more to do with combination of both. Right. They're not getting coached as well because they've had breaks. We've had pauses. We've had time off. So they don't have player led practices like a like a, a veteran team like a Gonzaga has. Right. Like, right. Like you know. Baylor. I don't want to say Florida State, like Baylor, Gonzaga. Those those guys mm-hmm. have veteran leadership that can run a practice. This are grown-ass men telling, hey, this is how we're going to do it. This is our scheme. This is our defense. We know it inside and out. These are our rotations. These are our switches. This is how we're going to do it. It's absolutely showing. And then take away – and then you talk about the, the crowds. There is no Cameron Indoor. There's not the crazies. So they don't get the – they don't get the sixth man. They don't – and now you have freshmen that are playing in an empty gym. Bro, I think it's a ret- – I'm, I'm kind of happy that these guys are getting exposed. These blue bloods are getting exposed because it's wide open. Outside of Gonzaga and Baylor, I mean, you got to hope they get beat. But if you make it to the tournament, you just got to hope you're not in the bracket with Gonzaga and Baylor and you meet them in the Final Four. Right. Because it's, and, it's and even with those two, open. like, BYU played with, with Gonzaga the other night, played with them. They got beat by nine. But, For a minute, yeah. But, they, I mean, they, they, they're beatable. Yeah, it's wide open, though. Yeah, it's just it wide is. open. So that's my opinion on 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 like the blue bloods being down because I, I think it's a combination of things. I really do. I, I think that was beautifully broken down. Very good job, sir. Yeah, um, uh, that's worth closing on. Uh, so that's me for tonight. So this has been Brad for Douglas, along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez, and we are from Port Sitting. See you next time, Sitters. I'm with the gang, and it's gonna be a robbery. So tuck your chain. I'm a killer, girl. I'm sorry, but I can't change. We ain't aiming for your body. Shots hit your brain. We come from poverty, man. We ain't have a thing. It's a lot of animosity, but they won't say my name. Them killers rock with me, little don't get banged Cause they'll do that job for me While I hop on the plane She don't like her body Left the doctor with a new shape Blowing up my phone Cause she just see me with my new bae Heartbreaker ladies love me like I'm Cool J She was trying to cling on to a n- But it's too late Booked the flight to Cali Rocks and condoms in my suitcase And every single dollar in these bands Got a blue face Diamonds in the rollie They in HD like it's Blu-ray The way that I've been ballin' Should make the cover a 2K Show out for the summer I might pull up in a new rave Dissin' on the gang That's gon' only get your crew chased And we haul down Better tighten up your shoelace Look, bro, get up close And let the Glock 22 spray We pop out at your party I'm with the gang And it's gon' be a robbery so tuck your chain, I'm a killer girl, I'm sorry But I can't change, we ain't aiming for your body Shots hit your brain We come from poverty, man, we ain't have a thing It's a lot of animosity, but they won't say my name 
Them killers rock with me, little niggas don't get banged Cause they'll do that job for me while I hop on the plane Bro, he said he ready for the same What you claim, you a lame You ain't never put a lane So I be around some killers that go crazy for the game If I showed you all my charges, you won't look at me the same Made some choices in my life I wish I never had to make Lost my brother, seen him die, and I just seen him graduate Got that 40 on my side, and I'm just rolling past the things But my hands can do the job, and I ain't talking masturbate I was in and out of states, cause I had a bag to make I risked my life with a side, cause God ain't let me pass away just know we coming back today I call Polo, he come Dolo, we get him the fast We pop out at your party, I'm with the gang And it's gonna be a robbery, so tuck your chain I'm a killer, girl, I'm sorry, but I can't change We ain't aiming for your body, shots hit your brain We come from poverty, man, we ain't have a thing It's a lot of animosity, but they won't say my name Them killers rock with me, little don't get banged Cause they'll do that job for me while I hop on the plane